from New York City. A podcast from working actors, directors, and playwrights. This is the Cry Havoc Company. Hello, this is Kit Lavoie the host of the Cry Havoc podcast and artistic director of the Cry Havoc Company. This is the second in a series of three special episodes of the podcast that will give you the chance to look inside the Cry Havoc new play development process. In this series, we are listening in on the discussions of three plays from this year's annual Very Short Holiday Play Collection at three different points in their development process. Those of you who have listened to our annual holiday play podcast will be familiar with the assignment for these very short holiday plays. The plays must be no longer than five pages, must take place during the holiday season, must be a complete structurally sound play, i.e. not a sketch, must feature at least one character from a play that was developed with Cry Havoc, and must be inspired in some way by a randomly assigned song. We have already listened in on the discussion of the first draft of Emily Claire Schmidt's Angie, and today we will listen in on the reading and discussion of an intermediate draft of Xmas by Cry Havoc resident artist Caitlin Wilcox. By this point in the development process, the play had found its basic shape, and we were beginning to look in more detail at the way that the internal logic of the play would impact the way that the audience would experience the story. If you would like to read along with the actors, The text of this draft can be found at www.cryhavoccompany.org slash xmas. That's E-X-M-A-S. Thanks so much, and enjoy. (laughs) Xmas, a very short holiday play by Caitlin Wilcox. Lights up on the interior of a trendy lingerie store. The racks and mannequins are bedecked with holiday-themed merchandise. Holly, a young sales associate who is rather well-endowed, is organizing and straightening items. After a moment, bless you, another young woman, Susan, enters. She takes a deep breath, then charges up to Holly. Hi, can I help you? Seriously? Susan waits, staring at Holly. Slowly it dawns on her. You don't know who I am. Um, no. Sorry. Are you famous or something? No, I just assumed... Never mind. God, (laughs) I didn't think this could get any more humiliating. Susan starts Uh, to exit. Okay, well, thanks for stopping in. Happy New Year. Susan stops dead. She turns to Holly. You know what? I think I'll take a look around. Since I'm here. Uh, great. We've got a big after-Christmas sale going on. All holiday merchandise is 60% off. Susan starts browsing the racks distractedly, but mostly watching Holly. Holly pretends not to notice. After a few moments, something catches Susan's eye. She holds up some ridiculous get-up, a sexy reindeer outfit or something, and looks incredulously at Holly. Do people actually wear this stuff? (laughs) You'd be surprised. Would you wear it? Sure. Maybe. It's fun. Yeah. I guess I'm just no fun. Look, all this holiday stuff is a little bit of an acquired taste. You don't say, Holly. Holly looks on at her name tag. Our regular merchandise is just over there. Maybe that's more your speed. 
Susan crosses to the normal rack of merchandise. I guess I'm just used to the stuff at my store. Oh, are you a designer? No. No, the store where I work. It's just a little more classy. Where do you work? Macy's. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, I guess the crowd we're targeting is a little younger. Susan starts aggressively flipping through the normal merchandise. (laughs) (laughs) Almost against her will, she notices something she likes. She holds it up and tries to look at the size without Holly noticing. She replaces it and starts covertly looking at the others to find her size. We have some more in the back. No, don't worry about it. It's no trouble at all. No, it's okay. Sure. I guess not everybody could pull that one off. You know what? I think I will try it on. Great. What size are you? 34B. 34D? No, B. Like, boy. (laughs) (laughs) She looks down at her flat chest. Boy. (laughs) Susan is clearly embarrassed. Okay, great. I'll just go check in the back. Holly heads for the stock room. No, forget it. I'm not wearing this slutty crap. Whoa, uh, no one's forcing you to. They are forcing me to. Who is they? Society. The magazine industry. Every other woman who does agree to wear this stuff, who I have to compete with. It's not a competition. Easy for you to say. You won. I... I mean... How am I supposed to compete with that? Are you actually choosing this as your platform to make a statement about what? Misogynist society and... And the evils of airbrushing? Yes, because places like this are the biggest part of the problem. They delude women into spending ridiculous amounts of money in the name of female empowerment and owning your sexuality when it's really just some desperate attempt to keep a guy interested. Or an excuse to skank it up and steal some unsuspecting chick's boyfriend. Plenty of women shop here just for themselves because wearing this makes them feel sexy for them. Don't try to tell me that lurking somewhere in the back of their mind isn't the thought that it'll impress some guy. So what if it is? Why do you care? I care when it's my guy they end up impressing. Then I think the problem is your guy. I did everything right. He was a mess when I met him. And I I don't just mean dirty dishes and month-old laundry. I mean, he was a mess. I took care of him. He cut back on the drinking and the pot. The sober nights actually started to outnumber the blacked out ones. Hell, he even started eating vegetables once in a while. I took care of him. Congratulations. And what do I get for it? The morning I go to pick him up to meet my parents at Christmas dinner, he's passed out with lipstick all over his face and a bedazzled thong in his fist. Well, maybe he needed to get laid more than he needed a mommy. He needs me. No, he doesn't. Look, I'm sorry to break it to you, but when people cheat, it means things aren't working. It's an ugly way to say it, but it's pretty damn effective. So I should just walk away. Sorry to have wasted your time. I hope you two are very happy together. It's better than stalking her on Facebook and harassing her at her job in the name of feminism. Susan. You... you just let me... Make an ass of yourself? No, you did that. I tried to give you an out. Thanks for stopping by. Happy New Year. 
You're the one who decided to stick around and do some good old-fashioned slut-shaming. 34B? That's a little ambitious, don't you think? (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. You don't even feel bad about it. You know, tonight was going to be the first New Year's Eve in my life that I actually had someone to kiss at midnight. Not some desperate rando at a party, but an actual someone. Well, then I guess we'll be in the same boat. You mean, you're not even... Sorry to bust your Brad and Angelina rage fantasy, but come on. We hooked up at a bar. Wasn't exactly love at first sight. You're lying. If you two aren't together, he would call me and apologize and try to get back together. You just don't want me to think you're like some homewrecker. Think what you want. But if he hasn't called you, it's not because of me. You thought you were just so irresistible with your... and your... Well, look at what it got you. You'll be just as pathetic as me tonight. Is there anything else I can help you with? Susan starts to exit. She stops at the door but doesn't turn around. Who's going to take care of him? He can take care of himself. Susan exits without looking back at Holly. Lights fade. All right. What are you working on? Apparently making them very mean to each other. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was working on a lot of things, most of which fall under the category of clarifying. Um, okay, so I was working on clarifying the timeline of when it happened and how long it's been since it happened. Um, I was working on clarifying what was Susan's plan when she came here. I was trying to um, clarify when. So there's this like confusing thing I'm trying to do with this play where like they. Okay, so in the world of the play, they both know who the other is, but what I'm trying to do is at the beginning, the audience realizes that Susan knows who Holly is, but it's not until the end that the audience realizes that Holly knows who Susan is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm working on making that clear. Um, I'm working on, like, why is, why is it happening today of all days? Um, clarifying whether Holly and the boyfriend are together. And then like a couple of assignment things, like making it more specific and important that it's happening at the holidays, making it more specifically Susan from the other play. So that kind of stuff. Ah, the place I work at Macy's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, very good. No, I only say it because that felt like it was forwarding the action okay. of the play and was not just <laughs> get making her Susan. Yeah, okay. Very nice, okay. I feel like so many of those things are like super super clear and it's kind of it's really cool reading this draft and seeing like the things that were a little ambiguous mm-hmm. before like it suddenly seems just I don't know really really tight and really clear and um like I love I, I think the change of the way Susan comes in is really effective mm-hmm. like that she's on a mission and then and yeah yeah and you don't know if Holly knows or not till the end which I think yeah. is great how does how does Holly know it's her? Um, I guess I don't say it in the play. It's my idea is that she she just knows who the boy who the girl okay. who the ex was. Because I because I put her. the piece of information about Facebook stalking, oh. mm-hmm. and was trying to like 
figure, figure it out, out like was, how yeah. she reverse yeah. engineered like who the girlfriend was yeah, other than just knowing it because yeah, she might, might know. know. And how does she know she was being Facebook stalked? Yeah. Yeah, you can look up. You can look up how many views you have on Dirty Tiny. Yeah, she doesn't like the picture. Yeah. Yeah. They've already got the notification. Yeah. Yeah, you can see how many like the people who view who view your profile most of all and then I have to go. a huge problem I'm so curious about. <laughs> the good news is it doesn't seem that most people know that you can look that up. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> now that that's all out in the open. Is her plan, I, um, is her plan to come here, is her plan to, I don't know if her plan is. <laughs> It's like, I'm going to buy this type of lingerie that, if that's what he wants so bad, is that sort of the idea, like, I'm going to come buy this kind of stuff that's, like, like novelty lingerie. Is that the plan, or is that, like, the front for the, the actual plan, which is to confront? Okay, so the actual plan is to confront, okay. and then when she doesn't recognize her, she decides to stick around and kind of, like, scope her out. Got it. So and and to, I'm not necessarily sure that it is important to have in the play, but yeah. do you have a sense of what she wishes to confront her about? Like, to what end? Yeah, she wants her to break up with him because okay. she thinks they're together, and that's the only reason he hasn't come back to her. Okay. If, I got that, but I'm curious to know if Holly... Would you break up the boyfriend, assuming they were together? Would she, would Susan then take the boyfriend back, or has she not thought that far? Is this like a revenge thing for both of them, or is she just in the headspace of not I think she knowing? would take him back. Okay. Okay. Um, this is my first time hearing this, and I, I also thought it was incredibly tight, and the conflict was highly entertaining <laughs> but I my sympathies lay more heavily with Holly you know I was, yeah. I was doing I, a lot yeah. of savage love and I was like dump the motherfucker already yeah. <laughs> and, like, and I, I like I, I felt that and I specifically tried to like that's why I gave her the 34 B line at the end again because I was like I have to make her like slightly more but that's like, like a direct it's a direct confrontation of of uh, returned aggression like she's yeah. already been the yeah. victim yeah. of aggression yes. and she's just dishing it back so yeah. like that's that's a good response rather than just taking it no, yeah. which it just seems like I do want it to be Susan is just yeah. accepting of the behavior of the like Holly I mean as a person listening audience like Holly's right like yeah why why do you want to be with this guy you should not. This, yeah. I have done you a favor right. by sleeping with him because now you know that he is a shitty guy and you shouldn't yeah. be with him. Yeah. So like, yeah. her not 
recognizing that in the moment may be realistic, right? But um, makes with the outside view of her, it makes me feel like not, not that she deserved it. That's no. not what no. I'm saying. Like I, that it that um, I want to know more about. I I wonder why she is clinging to it because it does. She is clinging to yeah it. to the relationship. Other other than that, it's a relationship to have. Yeah. To, to be in a relationship at all mm-hmm. is more important mm-hmm. than being in a good relationship. Yeah. And there, I also do have a question about what Holly's agenda is in this situation because I think that part of the reason that she is sympathetic, even though she has the thirty four B line. Uh, multiple times. I mean, see if you've got a weapon that's working. Um, but uh, some woman comes and attacks her at her job. Yeah. So there's there's not you know there, there's not a lot to do except feel bad for her, even if yeah. she gets ugly about it. But ironically enough, I think that if you find something a bit more affirmative for her to want to want, it will actually allow her to get uglier. Yeah. Because that's exactly yeah. the thing that's allowing. Susan to get ugly about this is that there's something that she's trying to get done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Holly's pretty Teflon in this. Like, yeah. she's, and it's almost it, like her, the way she puts, like, it's the, not the best way to tell somebody that you don't want, it's not working, but like, that seems like, yeah. all right, that's Holly. Like, that's kind of what she's doing here, you know, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. So I get her, and it's like, yeah, she's saying to Susan, like, the things you're doing are dumb and bad, and you should feel dumb and bad. Mm-hmm. And then by the end, Susan feels dumb down. <laughs> and, yeah. and it is also, incidentally, possible that her agenda need not be directly with Susan. Yeah, yeah. But what is her agenda that collides with Susan yeah. in this situation? Um, yeah. I do have one small clarity question. I don't know if it's even relevant, but did Holly know when she hooked up with this random guy that even had a girlfriend? Yeah, that came up last time. I worked on it, but I didn't get any worth it, so I'm going to work on it. And I feel like the way it reads now, um, it seems to me that Holly didn't know, and it was just, and and then you're just like, this, why are you attacking this girl? She had, she did nothing, you know? Um, maybe if that wasn't the case, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. There also something I think about with Holly, just a potential thing, is as I understand what her actual relationship with the guy is, is it's a, it's a weird in-between thing that it's hard to get behind. That uh, uh, Holly. Holly. Yeah. That it. It's. I was not totally clear what the mm-hmm. situation was, but it did not feel as though because she says it was a hookup. Yeah. But it seems as though it some sort of relationship lasted beyond that night, even if she knows who Susan is, or would care who Susan right. was. Right. Um, but that was weird that I just wasn't clear exactly, did they try to date and then decide not to, if they've been texting each other, I mean, or was it genuinely one night and she hasn't seen him since? It was, but A, it was not clear to me which of those things it was, and B, I think there might be storytelling opportunity in making one of those yeah. choices. Yeah. 
the line that made me feel that that was true was the lot was who will take care of him. Uh, you know, he was <coughs> what made me feel that the relationship had lasted mm -hmm. long enough for her to know mm -hmm. him. Yeah, mm -hmm. for her to know that he can take care of himself. Oh, that's interesting. So they meant it as more of a kiss off, like he can take care of himself. Oh, I, I don't know. Oh, right, parentheses, a kiss, kiss off. off. There also just something that has stayed since the last draft that yeah. I, I, I had the same experience of this time as last is the G string that was left behind, yes. the thong that is bedazzled. Yes. That that scene that struck me as an identifiable enough piece of undergarmentry that that was the thing that I attributed yeah, I uh, to Holly that. figuring out yeah. who Susan was. Yeah. But then it seemed like the intention was that she had known from the beginning. Better so I feel like that so I need to find of, something. Yeah. Also, bedazzled implies a DIY job, too. Yeah. Like she had a bedazzler and she did it herself. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't really that was, that was the intention. Way, I love I that character detail. <laughs> I, I say that because, hey, that's awesome. Again, the same thing, like, oh, my, like, right. it seems like it implicates, it's one that's of those things that reads like a choice. That's you, know, you know, it seems like that's a, oh. Right. That's, yeah, that's not my intention with that. That would so be, I'm incidentally, sure. perfect in the front of a play. Holly. The kind of girl who bedazzles her thong. <laughs> yeah. I'm totally on board with that character. <laughs> That's a certain kind. <laughs> okay, when you said that at the beginning you wanted it to be clear to the audience mm -hmm. that Susan knows who Holly is. Yes. But not clear to us, the audience, that Holly knows who Susan is yes. until we find out later. Yes. Um, do you want it to be clear uh, two things about it? One is by, like, you might be able to get, and uh, depending on what direction this goes, more out of how Holly deals with her without tipping your hand in the before she lets on that she knows that we can then, like, she's a really good, like, I totally buy that she did know who she was to the point where I was surprised that she did when okay. it came out because she's so good at there's nothing that she has to do to cover or deal with it mm -hmm. like it just reads straight like I tried to work that in with like the needling getting a little more specific yeah. but yeah Much without like without yeah well I think there's also there is a bit, because I do think that the new beginning definitely seems to get things rolling. Mm -hmm. There are a couple things I think to take a look at it with, which is one, this is like second draft more specific things, okay. but the the opening line of Aham, yeah. it feels like there's storytelling opportunity there to let her do something more specific than simply call attention to the fact that she's there. Especially if they don't have a history with each other. Yeah. And I think actually that's a potentially useful question, which is, for what reason does Susan think Holly will know who she is? Mm -hmm. A. B. There is part of the thing that Jersey brought up. I think part of the issue is that whatever happens, Susan has come in and made a relative scene about all of this. Yes. 
So, even if Holly didn't know who she was, who does Holly think she is? Because this woman who came in thinking that she knew this woman and then saying, I didn't, I mean, is Holly still under the impression, or letting on that she's still under the impression that she thinks she's famous? Does she think she's some other boyfriend? I mean, what does she think is going on? Because there is something about the fact that she just goes back into salesperson mode. Yeah. With this woman who clearly came in and has a beef with her. Yeah. Is... So who is Holly pretending she thinks Susan is? very, very complicated. Um, <laughs> Why did I do this to myself? Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, and this has a... Which is, there is something just dramaturgically that you've done to yourself here that's a little tricky. Yeah. Which is, you which raise... Is- as clearly as you possibly can, the dramatic question of who is this woman and how does she know Holly? And the result of that is, until we get back to that question, the play, while funny, feels like it's in neutral. Mm. That it's not evolving. And, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to address that, but I think it is something that you want to take a look at because right away we are clear as anything like, all right, this woman has some issue with Holly. What is it? And then as they're talking about lingerie and things like that, I think your audience is going to be going, no, but who is she? Right. Um, And I, yeah, so I think either some way to spin that question in some way that we realize later on, oh, that's the question we should have been asking but didn't, or some way that the lingerie business plays out that makes us think we're getting closer to the answer. Yeah. It might be a function of like the shortness of these very short holiday plays. Because <laughs> you'll you know, you get They're right very into the short. conflict, but then there's this <laughs> prolonged section, yeah, where yeah. not everything's on the table, so right. you can't really have the play. Right. Um But yeah, it's that once we learn that Holly has known all along, we don't have any new information as to what she was doing until she revealed that she did know who Susan was all along. Yeah. Okay. There's also something, another question that you raise in here that's a very interesting question, but I think goes unanswered, which is, what is uh, Susan's thing with breasts? Like, that seems to be... But that seems to be the singular issue to which she attributes all of her relationship problems. And why is that? And is she right? Is she... But B's not the worst, I'm just saying. And B is ambitious. I know, okay. Well, I mean, it really is a very interesting thing about her, but it's it's, it's even more heightened in this draft than it was in the earlier one. Yeah. You know, just... Okay. Other things? Oh, I wonder what... Now, you know, once we get to the end, I wonder... I'm wondering what made Susan turn around and come back at the very beginning. What about, because she's, okay, this woman doesn't know I am going to go. Yeah. And what is it about that? It, it seems right now it's like something she finds in herself. Yeah, it's supposed to be the Happy New Year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Triggers her. That's right, they talk about oh. New Year. But that's I get that when you say obviously not. <laughs> I get that when you say I think there is a way to rephrase that line that would make the intention of it clearer because yeah. it, it, that seems like a smart thing to do it mm. yeah. but the happy new year 
is a greeting. Yeah. Hope you kiss your significant other. <laughs> <laughs> Can I bedazzle you a thong? <laughs> <laughs> Jen, you've got to. Well, like, yeah. No, I, I, I didn't. All thoughts have gone out. Of <laughs> Anything else? All right. Awesome. Good draft. Thank you for joining us for this special episode of the Cry Havoc podcast. If you would like to see how this play and the rest of this year's very short holiday plays turned out, visit www.cryhavoccompany.org slash gift to learn how to get this year's Havoc for the Holidays very short holiday play collection. You can learn more about the Cry Havoc Company at cryhavoccompany.org. Questions or comments can be sent to podcasts at cryhavoccompany.org. All music from this show came from the Podsafe Music Network at music.podshow.com. Thanks for listening and please subscribe. <laughs>